Hey everybody, this is episode 338, and uh, I know maybe you're missing the show from Friday, and so I'm going to do a combined episode. So first I'm going to do our show from today, September 14th, Monday, Motivational Monday. So we're going to start off with Motivational Monday. It's just me, and then if you're up for a Belinda fix, she's going to be on after this, on this same episode. So this is a double episode from Friday, September the 11th, and... Monday, September 14th, but first, we're going to do Monday first, so we're going reverse chronological. I hope that doesn't mess you up too much. Um, So let me get on with it. This is me from today, September 14th. Ah, there we are. Now it seems like it's on. I'm live. I'm wearing my Brazilian jiu-jitsu hat. Yeah, I am. And uh, I'm trying to find us on the... um, on the iPad so that I can see what you're doing. As always, I hate that every episode <laughs> begins with the explanation of that. I'm going to take the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu hat off in just a second because uh, I feel like people want to see you. F- people want to see face when you're on the internet, right? Ah, Jen, hola. Um, keys, Inferno pants. You got the pants on fire. Nice. That's a good feeling. Good feeling. Um, Ramon, greetings. Happy Monday. Um, You know, I'm getting ready to do another one of these uh, corporate uh, gigs. Uh, When I say getting ready to, it doesn't, it's not happening till October. Um, And so I, you know, as people from all around the world usually go somewhere for this uh, gig. Um, Anyway, so. I'm taking off the... And so I was thinking about places I want to go. Hello, Flavia from Smoky Washington. Joan, hello. Um, Smoky Washington, yeah. I talked to a friend in Portland, which is... I get it. It's not Washington. Also Smoky, though. And, uh, oh, he sent me a couple pictures. Terrible. Um, so I, I was thinking of all the places in the world that I like to go. And, of course, one place I would like to go is Brazil because of Brazilian uh, jiu-jitsu. Um, and I just <laughs> was looking at this hat. And it says... It's, it doesn't say Brazilian, it says Brazilian. The L is not on the hat. And I don't blame the Brazilians for that. I blame the manufacturers of this hat. And uh, I'm not sure where they are. Usually it's China or Vietnam that's, that's making our inexpensive hats with uh, incorrect spellings. But, you know, you don't want to jump to conclusions, and I don't want to cast dispersions. I'm just saying uh, Brazilians, they might leave the L out. Their bathing suits are very skimpy. Maybe they don't need all the letters in their alphabet. But you can't go to Brazil. You can't go to Brazil. I'll tell you some other great places that I went. Um, when I was on the road with... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's Monday, Jeff. It's Monday. Here we go, Clinton. Yes, hello, Amy from Detroit. David, hello, Scott. Yes, I'm, I'm saying hello to everybody. <laughs> the Eagles lost. Oh, that hurts. That hurts, Jen. Uh, the good news, as far as you and I are concerned, is I, I don't even know who beat them. And I don't care, because Eagles, okay, I don't know. I don't know if that's... Uh, Keith, you're going to get some hurricanes in Florida? Well, that's... Uh, mm, Flavia's near southern... Portland's about 40 miles south. Yeah, mm, so you're there with the brown. Yes, everybody keep calm. Let's try and keep calm, if we can. Rachel, don't worry about the missing L in the hat. Makes me love it more. Um... So I was just looking through this atlas. I'm doing this corporate gig, people from all over the world. Of course, I'd like to go to Brazil. That's a place I'd like to go. And there's a lot of fun people that I've met from Brazil 
at this particular gig for this company. It's called Sitecore, is the company. They they sent me a hat, and it's <laughs> spelled correctly on their hat. Um, anyway, uh, the uh, I was looking at countries where that I went with Russell that I'd like to take my family back to, and I have to say, Vilnius. Um, uh, I think Vilnius is Lithuania, and. Uh, um, Ljubljana, I think it's, uh, oh, I can't remember which one that one is, but Vilnius, Ljubljana, and Zagreb, those three cities are so worth a visit, just amazing architecture and really great, but we can't go to any of these uh, foreign countries in the World Atlas right now, well, at least most of us, most of the people watching, I think, are here in America. But uh, but I, I do get it. You could be here. The Internet is international, and you could be from some other place. Although, uh, as I've sort of come to realize, I think this this show, if you can call it that, is a kind of an acquired taste, or maybe uh, maybe there's something wrong with all of us. But so so this is where we, we're limiting our trips to right now. This is this was a gift to me. Uh, wasn't really a gift, but I got it in one of those Christmas drawings, you know, where you draw and you get to take a present, then if somebody comes after you, they can steal it from you. Well, guess what present you get that nobody steals? It's the 2020 Road Atlas. So I have I have the 2020 Road Atlas. I don't know. And this is the continental United States, the contiguous 48. Those are the ones we can go to. We cannot go to Alaska right now, I don't think. Well, maybe we could fly there, I guess, but you can't drive there because you'd have to go through Canada. And uh, we are not welcome in Canada right now. They're not welcoming us. We, that's for their own protection, because we're dangerous. Uh, so I'm looking around uh, at the 48 states and places I'd like to go. Of course, Texas is on my list. Shout out to my Austonians and my Dallasses. Um, but, uh, man, I'd love to get back to Chicago. I'd love to get back to Minneapolis, where I was just before. New York City. There's so many great places, even here on the West Coast. Portland. Love to come up to Portland, Seattle. My manager says she's going to start calling comedy clubs, and we're going to see what's out there for us um, to do. Sharon, hello. Yes, Phil. Hello, Phil. Um, Laura says, I don't know, man. Brazil isn't doing much better than we are as far as COVID. I mean, I want to go there, too, one day, but not just yet. Yes, well, Laura, of course, of course. <laughs> That's the caveat. Uh, we're not going anywhere because we're not allowed to go anywhere right now, but... Yeah, I'm not go. I'm not planning to go anywhere um, until I feel like the danger of COVID is a little, a little bit reduced. Although um, <laughs> Jen's happy that the Cowboys lost. Um, <coughs> wow, Ramon, you were in Hillsborough during the 1980 Mount St. Helens eruption. You, you've had an interesting life, my friend. Um, Oakland's <laughs> magic number is down to seven. Yeah, it's a short season. I had. Um, uh, okay. Ljubljana, Slovenia. Yeah, Jeff. Thank you. I knew that. I knew that. I. I just was on the tip of my tongue. I wanted. I wanted to say that, but I didn't. Now you said it. Now you helped me. Um, yes, paper maps, Jeff. Jeff, I know you can get all your maps in your tiny little phone, your little box of friends that's in your pocket at all moments. But when you got this piece of paper map, when the internet goes down or the Wi-Fi cell provider fails you, although I don't like your chances of figuring out how to get anywhere in the United States when when you're using a map this big for a journey that big, uh, you need a you need a more zoomed-in map. But uh, Jen, you were supposed to go to Philadelphia to take care of a friend's mom. 
But then his uncle died from Varinus, so we had to cancel. Jesus! Oh, this Varinus. Oh, terrible, terrible, terrible. Oh. <laughs> Cleveland's going to win Brown the Browns, Cleveland Browns. Yeah, there's a lot of football talk today. Um, so anyway, yeah, Road Atlas was used before. I, I can't even believe when I drew this at the Christmas gift thing, I thought it's got to be a joke. It can't even be real, but it is real. And I put it in the plastic cover that I had for my last Road Atlas, which curls up like this. You could tape it so you can... That was not going to fit in your glove compartment, but I think it'll fit in that door pouch or something. Um, Belinda's not here today because she, she had better things to do. Oh, if you can believe that. I was a little crestfallen when she told me that. Um, but she's out gardening, and then she had some interest in her TV um, her TV show, her environmental show, that she's she's got this interview with Mark Ruffalo that is really great. And I'm hoping she's going to be able to post that on her uh, YouTube so that you guys can see it. But she has to get permission from him and his people to be do, to be able to do that. Um, Ed, you attended another online stand-up set by Kevin Nealon on Sunday, Saturday. Yeah, I saw that Rush Ticks. Uh, you sent me the link to that Rush Ticks. Um, you say he just did did uh, did it live from his house. Did a Q and A afterwards using comments like this format. Yeah, well, this is a good format for me. I, I do like this. Sharon, thank you for saying uh, say so cool. Um, so anyway, I, I'm, I looked into that Rush rush ticks and I couldn't figure out how to get connected to them if you're an artist but that's not really a job that's my job that's someone else's job so um but I am but I am interested in thinking about that like but as I've said a couple of times on here I don't know <coughs> that I could even do a stand-up show right now I need to get on stage to practice doing stand-up it's it's it would be very weird to charge people money for a ticket I mean it would have to be something like this where it was a little bit homemade new materially notes I, I wouldn't have to hold the notebook in my hand I could I could hold I could have it you know suspended just outside of the camera and I could look at my notes maybe um, but today is motivational Monday so I had to had some motivational things that I uh, that I went through my motivational notes um, crestfallen got to use the word more often did I say crestfallen I don't know if I did but you're right that's a good one um, what you do is a result of the story you believe about yourself. That's a, that's one that I had written down. I have a little, my little notebook that I write things down, and I transferred this. Actually, this was a computer document. What you do is a result of the story you believe about yourself, and I think that's that's a really uh, that's a, a really good one to ponder. You know, what you think about, you bring about. Um, so, how you're spending your mental time, that's determines the direction you're going to go when you say what you think about you bring about if you're always worried about going broke that can happen not in a kind of a secret way but just in a kind of you're so paralyzed by being worried about that that you that uh, you don't do the things that you should be thinking about to get yourself in a better situation but what you do as a result of the story you believe about yourself is a good one because uh, it just makes me think of all the things that uh, people have said to me in the past about how did you know you could be a comedian um, and I, I don't know that I really, at that time when I started, knew that I could become a comedian, but I knew that I could try to become a comedian. I knew that that was possible for me. You have to believe that it's possible. Um, first, believing in yourself, believing that you can do it. 
before you can get started. And so what you do as a a result of the story about what you believe about yourself means that you, you need to believe that you could do it, that you're worthy of doing it, that you should give it a try. And if you don't believe that, then that's a good place to start. You know, if you want to be a comedian and you you don't think you can do it, you don't think, well, for whatever reason, you don't think you're funny or you have trouble getting in front of people or whatever, first you have to kind of say, look, no, I could do this. I could figure out how to be in front of people. I could figure out how to get over my stage fright. I can watch other people do comedy and figure out how jokes work. So... Um, you got to believe a story about yourself first, and then you go out and you make it happen. you got to believe you can do it. Um, and then I, I like these other ones that I, that I have here. Uh, every endeavor pursued with uh, passion produces a successful outcome, regardless of the result. <clears throat> and I like that one because it talks about... Uh, if you're if you're working passionate towards something that you believe that you can do and that you think you are going to love, um, you you uh, you're going to head yourself in a direction that is going to take you somewhere that you want to be. So, regardless of the results, well, you may not you may not become uh, Jim Carrey or Kevin Hart or whoever, whatever comedian you're aspiring to be, but you might uh, meet some other comedians and decide that you want to write for sitcoms, or you may decide you want to create your own own talk show on the internet or something like that. So if you're passionate, if you pursue your endeavor with passion, you're going to get a successful outcome. You're going to get somebody somewhere that you want to be that's better than, than where you are right now, but you, you gotta, you gotta, give yourself over to it um and you you can't get so enamored with the result that you neglect the process you have to love the process if you don't love the process you're never going to get the result that you want if you don't if you don't like boxing you you know if you don't if you don't like punching and trying to figure out how to do that you can't become heavyweight champion i mean that's sort of a silly example but it's also a good one anyway um and that was and that and that was kind of a quote that I had written down that you have to be in love with the process in order to make your way to the result is a lot of people quit things that they're not passionate about that just aren't fun for them and then they can let themselves feel like failure when really you shouldn't feel like a failure if you quit something that you're not passionate about you should feel like you should feel smart you know like look it turns out I didn't like traveling around the country and staying in crappy hotels and trying to tell jokes to a bunch of drunks. Um, That doesn't mean you failed at comedy. That means that you figured out that comedy is not for you. (laughs) Not that, not that you have to love those things to love comedy. Anyway, I'm trying to, trying to have a good, a decent, a decent, uh, a decent little fun time here while we're in here. Okay. Well, let's see where we are. Jen saying, don't you think your material would bounce right back in your head? Yeah, I think it would. I think in a way it would, and I've got notes, and I can listen to old shows. That's how I usually get ready. If it's been a couple weeks since I went on stage, I'll listen to one of the last shows that I did before uh, my two-week break. But this is months long, and I feel like I'm at a different headspace with things that I might want to talk about. I'd have to go through that, that material from my last set, look at that list. I think there's maybe a third of it, maybe half of it, let's say half of it, I still would feel like, oh yeah, well I can, this I can, this still feels like me and what I want to say. 
that leaves a lot of other stuff to talk about. But that would be good. I could do that. Um, oh, the Belvedere Room downtown Austin may be the last comedy club in Austin. Wow. Keys. <laughs> I've been in the Velveeta Room just with the other comedians I was working with just to see the place. And uh, it's it, if that's the last place that survives, uh, I wouldn't be surprised because that's a place that just exists because people love it. And those are the comedy clubs that are going to come back, too, the places that people love. How you spend your day is how you spend your life. Uma, that's a good one, too. And that that kind of goes into the story that you believe about yourself, you know. If if you believe you can do it, then you're going to spend your day writing your book or um, working on your comedy jokes. <laughs> Flaccid Crest Syndrome? <laughs> syndrome? Is there a pill for that? I didn't see Flaccid, cr- Flaccid Crest Syndrome, but I'm going to Google that after the show, Ramon. Thank you. Um, Flaccid Crest Syndrome. Oh, it sounds. Is it a thing that happens to birds <laughs> like cockatoos? They cre- their crest won't come up. It just kind of flops to one side or the other. Or um, mm, keys. You believe you can fly? I caution you against taking uh, radical action in that direction. Jump off something small first. Don't don't go right to your roof. All right. Um, Jeff says I'm not afraid of the stage. I'm afraid of all the people looking at the stage. Yeah. Well, I get that. But you also, I, I get that. I had a real stage fright at the beginning that I had to kind of just white-knuckle it and practice my act over and over at the beginning just to be able to feel like I was saying it without being nervous. That was to get over the initial stage fright. But uh, I do know a lot of people who feel like their audience is aliens or, or, the, or that you need to be afraid of them. Uh, my advice to somebody who's feeling like that, not that you asked me for my advice, but look, I'm trying to fill up a half hour of talking. <laughs> so... My my advice, if you're afraid of the audience that you're going in front of, you have to really think about who they are. And in a comedy club, that's that's people who came out to laugh. They came out to have a good time and be entertained and laugh. And they think, believe, whether you believe it or not, when you first walk out there, most of the time they think you're going to be able to do it. They think you're going to be able to make make them laugh. I mean, maybe somebody or some of them are skeptical like this guy isn't that funny or make me laugh dummy well you can rule those people right out right away you don't care about those people you want to make people laugh who came there to have a good time and so most of the time they're rooting for you not against you and uh, and and that's what that's that's something that you need to believe before you go out to do it you need to believe that most people are interested in what you've got to say and want you to succeed before you start talking. I think that that is actually true and not some bullshit story that you're telling yourself. But uh, the consolation prize of let's say let's say you're wrong and there's one or two people out there who don't believe in you. They don't want to hear what you've got to say. They're never going to think you're funny. Uh, let me tell you something about them. And Belinda's not here right now, so I'm going to pick up the slack. Fuck those a-holes. If, if they came with that attitude to the beginning, and there's no need for you to say that or to embrace that, I'm just saying you dismiss those people. Those people who want you to fail, those people who don't believe you can do it, those people who aren't interested in you, they're not your audience. They're not your people. There's other people out there for you, and it's a big world. And all those people who don't believe in you and want you to fail and don't care what you have to say, you, all of those people can go do something else, and, and hopefully they're happy. And the sooner they leave, the sooner they're out of your life and out of your circle, the better off you are and the better off they are also. Um, you don't need those people. <laughs> All right. Uh, what happened? What happened? Uh, that was 
<laughs> our pants aerodynamic Ramon. I'm not sure, but you got you what those those uh, wingsuit pants are. But uh, you would not catch me dead in a wingsuit, or rather, that's probably the way you would catch me if I put one on. Um, who said the second quote about uh, success? Um, the the one about the outcome. You know, I'm not sure where I, where I got there. That one. Um, I, I just I wrote it down, and I with it was without attribution. Um, uh, so I like there's some good recipe stuff in here. Do, did you? Did I have a backup plan? I didn't really have a backup plan. I did have a uh, day job, and so uh, by having a day job, I didn't have to worry so much about financial success early on. I could, could I could focus on um, creative success, and I could work my day job, which uh, was um, waiting tables and bartending, and. Uh, and then just focus on trying to get funnier and better at what I was trying to do. Um, <laughs> Jen, you're a believer. Well, this, I don't. I can't say that I, I hate to uh, uh, Justin Bieber. No, it's not Tony Robbins Hour. I'll cut it out, Keys. It's just Motivational Monday. I'm trying to stick with a the theme. I got Bible stories for tomorrow, plus a letter from Grandma. I got Motivational Monday. We got camels on hump day. We can throw an animal in there on Thursday, Friday's happy hour. We're just trying to take care of business here a little bit. That's all. Um, Ed, after his set, Kevin rotated the camera to show <laughs> that he had pages of notes just off camera. Perfectly valid to cheat for this format. Yeah, no, that's how I did it with the, the last corporate gig I did. I had to do this 11-minute take at the beginning, and I had my notes, you know, just kind of little bullet points of do this, do that, do this. Because otherwise you, you forget, especially if you're, if you're just getting started. <laughs> Ramon says, comedy may be for me, but you're not for comedy. I just tell people it's mutual. <laughs> Well, I hope you like comedy. I hope someday maybe I'll see you at a show, Ramon. Not that that's... Uh, we're having a relationship now. So this is fine if you don't do that. Rich, uh, I'm not afraid of flying, but I'm afraid of crashing. Yeah, it's it's not the fall that kills you. It's the ending. It's the it's that abrupt stop at the bottom. Uh, Jeff is asking, how nervous was I for this? will take about an hour. You know what? I had said to them ahead of time, you know, we were talking with the producers. I was a young comedian for This Will Take About an Hour. I, I, I was, uh, um, I think, 32, 31. Uh, <laughs> they want to like you. Let them. Yeah, that's right, Ira. That is right. Ira's a comic. He knows. Listen to Ira. Um, although he may, be, <laughs> he may be making fun of me right now. Um so I wasn't so nervous for this will take about an hour because I had really prepared. I had grooved the material down and I knew what I was doing. And I even said, you know, we're shooting two shows. What we want is one of them to be a kill fest. And the uh, first show was great. And my managers came up to me and said, look, we've got that one in the can and you can just relax the second show. And I was very relaxed when I went out on stage the second show. Let me tell you something. That second show, which is what most of the special is, was the audience was so on board. We, we, I felt like they were there. They were interested in what I had to say. They were, they were just like they, they were loving me, and I was loving them. It was going so well in the middle, and I could, I knew it was going well, but it was going so well that I was worried I was going to say to the crowd, "Are you guys just messing me with, with me right now? Are you trying to make me think that I'm funnier than I am?" I just couldn't believe how much people were laughing. That was a terrific experience. And as a comic, when you do a special, you know, when you're watching a comedy special, if you decide you don't like this comedian, you want to keep in mind 
that that's that material one time on one night, or maybe they taped two shows that night, and that they've been doing that set for months or maybe even a year. And so the night that the cameras are there are, is not always the best show of that year. With This will take about an hour. It absolutely was, and it just felt so good. It was one of those things where... I was flying home, and I and I felt like uh, you know that lightning in a bottle. I felt like we really. I mean, <laughs> now I'm making it sound like I lucked out. My whole my whole special was based on a fluke, but it just felt like of, of all the shows to have recorded, that one was the right one. It felt so good. Um, Laura says, "I've always uh, liked the saying that there are more possibilities than you think there are. It helps me take more chances because sometime." something great can happen you didn't even think of yet. Well, that's true. Uh, and, you know, and that goes along with one of the other things I have written in the book about, uh, you know, uh, this one was slightly different, but the one I can think of off the top of my head is uh, things always work out in the end, and so if things haven't worked out, this is not the end. You know, you don't really know what is coming, and you don't always really know where a path or an action will take you. You kind of know where you want to go and you're taking steps in that direction but sometimes as you get closer to the thing that you think you wanted you see other things that possibly you might want want more than that um uh yeah positivity works <laughs> uh, yeah i said the f word and then i had to say a-holes i did that that's the thing that i did um Yeah, positivity. I, I mean, positivity is a little is a little different because you can't BS yourself. You, you, when when you're thinking about positivity, you have to you have to believe it. You have to really let allow yourself to believe that you can do it. Don't have some secret part of yourself that thinks so. Well, maybe maybe I'm going to make this high jump. You you, <laughs> you want to know that you can do it. You want to let yourself know that you can do it. You let yourself believe. Ah. Um, oh. Oh, Rich, that is such a sweet thing. I like you now more than ever. Can't wait to pay money for you to make me laugh and leave me with a uh, great memory. Well, Rich, that is, that's my dream. <laughs> that's my dream as well, uh, is, <laughs> is for people to come to the show, laugh, have a great memory, and for their lives to just be slightly better than, than their lives were when they walked in. I'm only, I'm only in charge of an hour of your life, and sometimes 50 minutes, let's face it. Justin Timberlake uh, stopped a concert once to address a heckler in a silent menu. He looked at the guy and said, why did you pay to get in here? Yeah, I, I feel like that is a, a valid that is a valid question. And the weird thing is, um, sometimes those people who are saying mean things are so... I, I'm not saying that this person is, and I don't think this is true of most hecklers, but sometimes people just are so ill-equipped to have a personal connection with someone that that they 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 heckle or do something mean and just to get that person's attention who they're loving and enjoying i've definitely had that experience where i say what the hell ma'am you you need to shut up and she's like i love you you're, you're my favorite it's like oh my god so uh i do get how that can happen but I'm, you know, I can't, I don't know what Justin Timberlake's experience on the night you were there was like, but it is a valid question. Look, you paid to get in here. I'm just trying to do the show. I don't have another show that I do when you say, I don't like this show. It's not like you can hit the next button or discard and draw again. I'm, I'm the me that you came to see. I'm the me that you came to see. 
It's t-shirt time, everybody. Um, Ramon says, in the 1980s, I had a pair of parachute pants with multiple zippers. Filled fashion trend, if ever there was one. I didn't get the parachute pants, but I had some of those Velcro over workout pants. Um, <laughs> Jen, you worried that people think you like Justin Bieber? It's okay. It's okay if you're a, if you if you're a believer. You got the Bieber fever. Um, uh, uh, he's just saying Tony Rob- Robbins' original banana hands. He's got some big hands. He's a big guy. He's a big big man, as we all know. Um, David's asking why I read the Bible stories from a children's Bible. Well, David, uh, welcome aboard. I apologize if I, I have explained this before, but, you know, look, who can watch everything? Um, the reason I bought the children's Bible because I thought uh, at, a, at a point in my career life, I was thinking I, I need some topics, some things to talk about on stage. And I thought uh, Bible story, a lot of people are familiar with Bible stories. So I bought the children's Bible because I wanted the simplest version that most people might be familiar with, even people who aren't super religious. And so I thought the children's Bible would condense it down enough that uh, if, I, if, if someone knew Bible stories, they would at least know that much, and that's how much it would be okay for me to take as the kernel of the idea to riff off of the Bible story. And then now I'm doing the Bible stories from the children's Bible because uh, it, it takes... <laughs> For me to read a, the whole Bible, it's the children's Bible. It condenses it, it dumbs it down a little bit for me, and then it gives me a chance to jump off of there to, to talk about that. Um, so, Ouija, so for some of us, maybe me, maybe not, have this idea that uh, this is something we'd like to do. How big is the leap from uninfor- uninformed dream to the first reality? Well, the first reality, if you're thinking about doing stand-up, Ouija, Find the place. I know you're in Alaska, but there's a club there. There's some place that does stand-up comedy, uh, and they've got an open mic. And if it's not a straight comedy open mic, they'll be. Um, sorry that somebody tried to call me while the camera was on. If if there's not a, uh, a straight-up stand-up comedy open mic, there there'll be a uh, some kind of poetry slam or storytelling night or if there's not or or a singer songwriter night and you just sign up for that and you go on in between the singer songwriters and if there's not one of those things then you create one of those with some of your singer musician friends and you make it up and you go on stage and so the thing if you want to become a comedian the thing you have to like is doing comedy you can't want to do it to be well you can you can do whatever you want you, but but if you're doing it because you want to be famous or you want to be rich um <laughs> That's a path to disappointment. If you're doing it because you want to make people laugh and you want to be on stage and make people laugh, then 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 the uh, then the leap from uninformed dream, as you say, to the first reality, is like that. Congratulations, and get out there. If you want to do it, do it. Uh, Flavia says, "I love this motivational Monday. I need motivating. Uh, <laughs> I can get these days. Yeah, our air quality here. Yours is 300. Oh, terrible." We're on uh, we're on about 145 right now, and uh, and we've just bought some new filters from the for the air filter machines we've got in the house. <coughs> Fortunately, I don't have one here in the office, but uh, I'm not super sensitive to that. Although I think I may have coughed three times during the show. Um, oh, the last show you saw was Lisa Landry at the local show in Danville, California. I can't... I'm trying to think of Lisa Landry, and I know that I know her, but I can't think of her right now. Because <laughs> I'm thinking of a lot of things. Um, 
You're crying in your pants, Keys? That sounds like sarcasm, and I like it. <laughs> uh, thanks, Rachel. Uh, okay, where are we at? I'm just going to try and work my way. I can't, can't believe they call it incontinence. Yeah, I can't either. Um, uh, did I have a different experience in the other shows I've taped? Um, if Yeah, so we're talking about comedy specials. I have taped some... I have taped some specials that I thought were the other two specials that I did um, Pictures of My Dinner and I Love You those were terrific shows I was very happy with how they turned out but uh, of the shows that I taped I had other nights that if I could have picked I would have rather had oh, I wish I had a recording of that show but a lot of times those are those are in places like I'm in a bowling alley and there's 35 people and it's a weird night but we just all had so much fun it was great I'd love to have a special that was one of those. Um, <laughs> the brown sound. Yeah, I'm not going to put turn on the fart machine today. Um, uh, <laughs> Jen, you've got an Aussie tattoo. Well, congratulations. You're on the crazy train. Um, okay. It's Don. You saw George Carlin tell the shuttler, heckler to shut the F up. Yeah, I feel like, you know... Most comics, and I think George Carlin would agree with me, that if, if it comes to that, I, I, we've all felt that. I mean, that's what you want to say. Um, but uh, but uh, if, you, if it comes to that, if you're actually telling someone in the audience to shut the F up or F you, uh, you, you've lost, you don't want to get mad. You always want to, you're having fun. They're the asshole. Um, or a-hole, as I sometimes say. <laughs> Jen, people want you to go to see Justin Bieber. Um, all right. Oh, God. Uh, early in your career, Ed, you were a tech support at a high-tech software company. You learned that some of the people that called the, and complained the most were people that like our product the most, and they just wanted us to do better. Yeah, I think that that I think that that's, goes back to what I was saying. Berkeley, also no good air quality. Yeah, I know. I'm seeing, Clinton, I'm seeing the, up there in the Bay Area. Um, <laughs> you're pretty sure your grandmother had a lamp like that? You mean this one back here? Yeah, I don't doubt it. Um, <laughs> Phil Hicks saw Belzer tell a heckler to go, go outside and practice falling down. That's a good one. I like that. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, let's let's get into it's time to do a seize the day and uh, get ready for Bible stories tomorrow. Shall we pick out the Bible story now? This show is running a little long, and and, and I wasn't expecting that because uh, because Belinda's not here, and I thought I was really going to bang it out. Okay, tomorrow's story is going to be the Israelites turn against God. Uh, we'll see how that turns out for them. And uh, spoiler alert. I bet it's not good. Um, so that's tomorrow. We've also got a letter from Grandma. I've got weeks' worth of letters from Grandma left for all of those of you who might be worried that I'm going to um, that I'm going to run out of letters from Grandma. So today's seize the day. This is from seize the day two. Rachel, we're still not on seize the day three. Um, Jerry saw me in D.C. right after nine eleven. Those are some of my 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 personally most favorite rewarding shows were, were the, the ones in that year after uh, 9-11 because uh, 
I felt like the audience and I were helping each other get through something. All right. So today's uh, Seize the Day is from Orison Sweat Marden. Orison Sweat Marden. And sweat is spelled S-W-E-T-T. Don't wait for extraordinary opportunities. Seize common occasions and make them great. That, and and I just thumbed into this. Uh, on on Motivational Monday. Don't wait for extraordinary opportunities. Seize common occasions and make them great. So Ouija, I want you to go out there, find your place in your town in Alaska, figure out how you can get on stage. You just you just go up there for three minutes, five minutes, tell a little story, do do some little routine. Let me know how it goes. I can't wait to hear. Um, you guys, <laughs> comedy show Law and Order. Hmm. I don't know exactly what that is, Scott, but I'm ready for you and I to work on that together. <laughs> Wong. Um, thanks, everybody. Happy Monday. I hope uh, I hope you're all having a good day, and I know we're all going to have a terrific week. Don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. Pretty positive. Belinda's going to be here tomorrow for Bible Story. Um, you guys are awesome. I love you. See you tomorrow. Yeah, you are awesome. And I am pretty sure Belinda's going to be here tomorrow. But what about Belinda was here on Friday? I've got that show coming up right now. And it's, I recorded the opening and the closing, so it's a little bit weird. But that's going to start right now. So I'm going to play the music. I'm going to start that show. You're going to see what that's like. We're going to do this together. everybody it's episode 337 this is our show from september 11th friday we don't really talk too much about september 11th in the show in fact i don't think we talk about it at all except to mention it at the end but uh, of course this is a big day in the history of america september 11th i remember how horrible it was and uh, afterwards how we all felt connected to each, each other and all part of the same america and I hope that that's how we can get back to feeling here now again. Uh, so no matter who we support in this next presidential election, let's all remember that we're all all uh, all Americans, or if you're not an American, we're all human beings. And uh, we all deserve kindness and compassion and respect. Oh, it's a bit of seriousness. Uh, now we can get on with some nonsense. Uh, it's Friday, feeling a bit, uh, feeling a bit down at the beginning of the show. Just lazy down, not depressed down. Just a bit. Uh, oh, just could go to bed and have a good sleep on Friday night. But first, how about a show? Yeah, let's do it. Here we go. It is Friday. I am glad of it. Uh, it's interesting. Short week. Short life, you know, we don't have a lot of time. We don't have a lot of time. we got to make the most of the time that we have. That's what I'm trying to do, make the most of the time that we have. So here we go. It's Friday. We're 20 seconds in to our good time. I'm just waiting for all of you to show up on the screen. Oh, I think that's the sign that you're here. And then I push that button. Have I figured out how to do this? Man, I like the keys. Pants off, dance off. Good to see you, Jen. Hello. Rachel, happy Friday. Hello, Ramon. Laura, good to see you. Hello. (laughs) Belinda will be here shortly, as far as I know. Sue, Sister Sue, good to see you. Keith, greetings. 
Greetings, Florida man. Um, so yeah, Friday we're we're making the we're making the most of our Friday. Belinda and I and I have already been into a an hour of our uh, TV show today because <laughs> we just couldn't. Oh my God! Sometimes you just get to the end of the week and uh, you wonder. Well, you want you wonder what that even means anymore. I mean, I'm a guy whose Friday Friday night was was the start of the good good time work week for me. Saturday was the biggest work night of the week. Belinda is here. Hello. Uh, good to see you, Jerry. Happy Friday, Hello. Flavia, Scott. Good to see you, Carol, Betsy. Yes, we're here. Rachel. Mm. Rachel has struck again. How um, smoky is it in Oakland, Ed? <laughs> smoky. Mm. How smoky? It's mm. very smoky. It's smoky here, too. So Rachel struck again. I've, I've got a, this lovely uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu hat. Thank you. Came in the uh, post today, uh, along with... Along with a beautiful book, Underwater Wonders of New Zealand, for when I'm missing New Zealand. Now, I just have to show you something, guys, because I've never described a fish before. It's really lovely, Rachel, and so incredibly touching but yeah so there was quite a nice card too uh, yeah, yeah there was a very sweet card yeah, and yeah but i wanted to show you guys because when i looked at this fish i was like you know i think that this fish is uh, look it looks thoughtful to me so i'm going to sh- hold it out a thoughtful fish yeah f- i thought thoughtful you were going to say i thought fish. you were going to say that fish looks familiar <laughs> no 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 but can you see the fish kind of looks thoughtful i mean it's a beautiful picture and then what kind of fish is it again? I know that I read it already, and then I... On the right... Yeah. Mmm, it's a snapper. It's got a nice metallic it's bronze sheen. yeah. Because the diver got very close. It's well, familiar. Never, it's, what does it look? Mm. It looks thoughtful. To me. To you. Don't you think well, it's Well, its eye is kind of going up a bit, as if it were and trying to remember something. And it's holding its mouth, and you mm. know... Maybe, I remember that time. Oh, maybe snapper is just thoughtful fish. Maybe they're swimming around... I'm going to take my hat off for the show. Oopsie, um, oopsie. So it anyway, is it's a beautiful book, and it's oh, and it's got a really cool thing. Sorry, dear, I just interrupted you. I know I did. It's quite all right. Well, it is Friday happy hour, so I thought I brought us in a uh, wow. Happy. Let's get started. Alcoholic yeah. beer. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing since yeah. the end of the week. You ready to get happy? So one of the things Here's that's a, really uno oh, yeah. dos tres. Cuatro yeah. cinco seis. No, Fiesta. One countdown to the opening the can. I know what. It, yeah, yeah, Jerry. Did I, just, you get it? I was showing you that yeah, I right. speak a little Spanish, a poquito. Um, delicious. Tastes like yeah. a real thing. So, um, so one of the things that's really cool in that book is it's got the mm-hmm. whole story about the Rainbow Warrior. So. There was a rainbow warrior before the Green Priest Rainbow Warrior now that got bombed in the New Zealand in Auckland Harbour in 1985 by um, agents from the DJSE, which are French, and they came down to New Zealand and they uh, walked around Auckland and they hired. Uh, Why know, did they want to blow up the Rainbow Warrior? Because the because Greenpeace was very busy protesting. The French were letting off bombs in Muravoa Atoll, oh, which is in, in, the, the South Pacific. in the South Pacific, and we were like. Um, if that shit do that in your own backyard Frenchies well I'm wearing my I'm wearing my lovely t-shirt from Todd um oh maybe I'll have a head massage don't do a fart please right now just give me a head massage alright I'm not, not feeling oh god we well, oh, knew that was good. coming yeah this is so good yeah, yeah, I'll get back good to the head to massage, massage your head. are I'm you just... gonna finish the rainbow warrior so anyway story? so so the rainbow warrior 
So the French came in, there was one woman and three men, and they sort of ran around Auckland talking with their French accents and, you know, getting themselves ready to go bomb the rainbow warrior and a rubber dinghy, as if we were some... Is it you know, racist when you market French in this way? No, the French deserve it, because they sort of treated us as if we were some, you know, banana republic at the bottom of the, you know, or, you know, maybe banana republic is racist, I don't know, but that we were some, you know, kind of third-rate outfit and that, that we wouldn't guess that it was them. And, of course, they didn't like that we were, you know, that that New Zealand also was protesting. We were not into them testing their nuclear bombs in our mm. part of the world. And um, But anyway, they when they blew the Rainbow Warrior up, there was a Portuguese photographer on board who was um, having a nap, and he died. Um, and it was really, you know, the, the French called it La Faire. And the only thing that they cared about, because my dad lived in France at the time, so I had French friends and spent quite a bit of time in Paris. And the only thing they cared about was that they got caught. That was embarrassing. Mm. Oh, that's a nice fish. You sent that one. That's no, Jen. I knew that would be you, Jen. It's like a skinny yeah, puffer not fish. A, it's not a thoughtful fish. That's a, like, fish. Mm. I can't think of the word. Anyway, um... Rainbow Warrior, yes, it, it means does. something different in San, yeah, in San Francisco. But the but the Greenbee still Greenbee still has a Rainbow Warrior. Um, anyway, so they bombed it. But what they did with the, with the boat was they um, took it up to Northland and they sunk it and they made a um, a man made coral reef, you know, an artificial reef of it. And so now people dive there. I'll show you. It's still got the it's still got a picture of the um, the dove on it. And then they sent the four DJSC agents to a prison in French, you know, Polynesia, somewhere lovely, New Caledonia. And, of course, one of the lady French prisoners had sex with one of the men French prisoners. Mm, so she, and you know what that leads to? A French little, baby. Yeah. Enfant. More with yeah. a small mustache. Yeah, the enfant. Yeah, who's being racist now? And so they let her, they let them all go back early. I mean, the French just, mm. they really, they were so like this to us. And, and really what they were mad about was that they got caught. But they were they were ridiculous. Well, that is and what people are most mad about. Knew it was, we knew it was caught. them. And um, and then we became nuclear free. We're the only nuclear free nation state in the world. Congratulations! And yes, and it seems symbolic, which it sort of was, but it was also. I can't tell you how many Americans came up to me in the eighties and said, "That's so cool that your government did that." And no nukes in New Zealand. I'm so we've never had nuclear power, and we've never. And then it broke up the ANZUS Treaty, which I think I've described to you guys before: Australia, New Zealand, and the U.S. Because. American. This is a very strange happy hour that we're having. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to say. Oh, it's not funny. Say, it's, sort of, yeah. it's boring. It's like, whoa. Yeah, oh, well, it's Lady Jerry wants it. I was looking it? up. I thought it was sort of interesting. But, you know, if you guys don't care about New Zealand and when you are Of course they care, Jerry. I know. Of course they I care. I mean, to me, it's a lovely story. But I'm just going to show you the picture of the out of worship. Because I didn't know what happened to the Rainbow Warriors. So thank you, Rachel, because now I do. And I wasn't losing sleep over it. I have to admit I was not losing sleep over it. But it's lovely to know that there she is. Ed's wondering how toxic a sunk boat is. Yes, well, yeah, I know. It's it's now covered. So there's the... Um, you can still see the, you know, the peace dove. Hold it up to the... She's still yeah, there. see the peace dove. And then it's got the all these fantastic, you know... I mean, it looks pretty Greek. That's the... Oh, shit, I can't do this very well. Hold yeah, it, I can't do it's which tricky. way I'm going. Yeah, that all right. way. That's all okay, right. that's yeah. enough. There that's the go. boat. Okay. Keith says and there's a dude there in Austin who rides a horse in his underwear and a cowboy hat. Um, hmm. Do you have any pictures of that? <laughs> 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 that's what no, I... No, does he look like this fish? <laughs> This is pretty... Oh, it's an orange fish in a sort of a pinky hole. Yeah, coming out of a pinky hole. Well, the thing... This is interesting because New Zealand, the water's quite cold, but we do have quite colourful, um, um, you know, 
stuff going on in the sea, and there are lots of pictures. It's of cool. I feel like it's a bit warmer than in southern pictures California. Pictures of the shark, but I feel like I can't just be showing off pictures of shark and talking about. You're going to get bored with me. Yeah, I think. So I'll just go yeah. back to giving myself a bit. Give of yourself a massage. I'm not. The, how are you doing with the smoke, Ed? Because I don't feel so good with the smoke. You know, they said have you got a bit of a headache. I'm a today. sensitive group. I'm do you have a headache? You're a sensitive group. I know you're. A I know because group. I went out this morning to the farmers market, and then I did something else. I said I was supposed to go for a walk with my lovely friend Jamie, and I said, "Look, Jamie, I'm so sorry. I'm in the sensitive." group category I'm not feeling good with the air quality at bad how would you describe your sensitive group I mean what's what are your characteristics well is it because of something that's happened to you smoking well, in your youth no it was must have been my mother smoking in the car in my youth probably it, it is yeah most because things I, can be I'm traced pretty back. intolerant to uh, people smoking cigarettes and then most any, things can yeah. be traced back to one's mother yeah if it's not one thing it's your mother um yeah, it's sort of a... Yeah, but anyway, I just... Yeah, so I felt a bit yucky all day. Mm. And then it does say, don't go outside if you're a sensitive group. And I always think I'm pretty hearty and hardy. Hardy, I think I'm That's pretty one hardy. of your qualities, is that you think that you're hardy. Well, I think I'm pretty tough. And then, you know, That's the true. air quality yes, gets I bad. And I go, maybe I'm not as tough as I think I am. I just want to lie around all day and eat bonbons and watch TV. Did you know Can that I do that? Can I just spend a whole day lying around? Did you know that... Well, you didn't answer my question. <laughs> Because you want to ask me. I'm trying to change the subject oh, a bit because I because I'm boring. Well, I feel like we've got it. We've covered this. You, you were a bit tired. <laughs> You're a bit tired today. I mean, if you'd like to spend a half hour telling everyone how tired you are, I just don't think that for the general audience that's as engaging. It's not tired. It's I'm in a sensitive. Group. Yeah, you're in a sensitive. Okay, group. we're off me. We're on to yeah. you. Off you go. Do yeah. I think what? You said. Do you think Mexico has always been nuclear free? Ramon says but because we do not have the technology for it. Uh, so maybe they do have some nuclear power down there. Mm. Um, Jen's the only one without a drink. Uh, Sue suggesting a new T-shirt, pinky hole. Uh, oh, I, that sounds a bit <laughs> naughty. Yes, Sue. Oh, my goodness. Uh, 40% of New, New Zealand's energy comes from n renewable sources. Third highest in the world. Yep, the, that's uh, right, Ed. Third highest. That's all the hydro we have. We have a mm. lot, lot of dams. We're not allowed to build any more, but we have a lot of water in New Zealand. Uh, Flavia is asking if we have hazardous air quality. I we think do. we do have some, some kind of funky air right now. We do. We're at 146, and you're supposed to be 50 or below. So good is 50, 0 to 50, 50 to 100 is mm. moderate, and then when you're over 100, then you're in the bad zone. We're not like Delhi, which gets up to, you know, 500 and something terrible air quality. But we're at 146, which is unhealthy for sensitive groups. Yeah. But enough of that, because we're bored with the sensitive groups. Jen's parents smoked in the car also. In the th my, my dad in used the to 70s, smoke yeah. cigars in the car oh my God. with the thing on research. Mm. Oh, pretty horrible. Yucky. Um, uh, let's see where I'm just catching up on the car. Oh. <laughs> Ed's wife, Barb, is often in sync with me. I tried, yeah. Anyway, I'm, I've, I'm feeling like I've been sort of, I've been, you know, cut off. I've, I've been, you know, at this happy hour. Clinton's so. birthday is Monday, so I have to remember mm. that. Um. Some, oh, my friend, our friend uh, Nina's birthday's on Monday. Well, it is how very important. Yeah. Um, so here's what I was going to. Uh, Mm -hmm. talk about for a moment today. I was mm -hmm. looking up uh, oldest living uh, organisms. You know, and there's, oh, yeah. there's some microscopic organisms that they don't even know if they have a lifespan. But uh, And also there are so many species we don't even, we haven't even met yet that they could be... Well, of know, course. As yes. far as we know. These are as far yeah. as we know. So there's a tree. There's a tree called Methuselah. Do you know about this Methuselah? It's a... The bristlecone pine. Yeah. 
It's we, the oldest tree. And it, but I, but, but I, it's, it's, it's right here. Yeah, well, it's right just south and east of Yosemite. We could have gone... Well, you can't go yes. see it because they won't tell you where it is. But, I know how uh, to get there. But it's... Uh, but it's that's where the fire was. Oh, that's that's right around where the fire was. Yeah. Oh God, you wouldn't want to lose those yeah. babies. Yeah. Well, no. bristlecone pine. I, they, they were describing it, so I was reading about the bristlecone. Did you see pine. the picture? Of yes. Them? Um, I've sh- yeah, I've sh- yeah. And it's uh, often there's just a strip of living tissue in this gnarly, uh, burnt, uh, dead husk of a trunk thing. that goes up to the few live branches. I mean, they really are sort of beautiful in their kind of refusal to die trees. Yeah, they're like a living fossil, as people. Yeah. But what is actually the the definition of a living fossil? So bristlecone pine is about 5,000 years old. And you know those, uh, when we were in uh, Iceland, we, and I think you ate, you, did you eat the shark? Yeah, the fermented shark. Yeah, the fermented shark. So mm-hmm. those sharks are the oldest living, longest lived vertebrates. They live between, they can live, they think, up to 500 years. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and their they their um, their flesh is high in urea, so they have to bury them and they have to do some stuff to detoxify them. That's terrible. It was pretty terrible. It was disgusting. It was like eating a really really strong strong brie. You know how if you eat a really strong brie and you breathe out your nose, you do a bit of exhaling out the nostrils. You, it's you know you get a very uh, powerful hit of, of ammonia. Well, that's what the fermented shark it was absolutely disgusting and i think i was solidly vegetarian at the time and so i sort of said well i'm going to do this because i want to be you know um a gamer but it was really um well you do it just um, to be able to say that you did it so jen is asking why the bristlecone pine is special five thousand years old besides the fact that it's the longest living organism they do say that there's this uh aspen forest up in uh idaho or i think it's idaho called pando the name of the forest is pando and it's all one it looks like a forest but all the trunks are part of the same root system and it covers over uh, i think it's two thousand acres wow it's uh oh those yeah 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 i've heard of those trees so the thing that's funny is we have talked about the bristlecone pine before and i think the last time we were talking about it i was telling the story about the guy from ucla who caught it to find out how old it was, and he killed it. And when I was on, when we were on doing it on the show that day, I called it dendrochronology, which is of course no phrenology. For dendrochronology is when you look at the do a tree barking, but I called it on the show phrenology. And funnily that I should have this thing on my head because you know phrenology is that completely you know faux mm. science from oh. the Victorian era where they used to tell you know, they did well, all the lines on your head, and if you had big bumps, they said that you were a I, moron or prone I to just, you know. You're missing the bump that can remember dendro. And endrochronology, you're missing that bump. Phrenology and dendrochronology. Yeah, oh, I am. Oh, that's yeah. the problem. Yeah, but it was funny because when I went to say phrenology that time, mm. I said dendrochronology, which is the right word. And the other time when I said it, Jenny, you follow? Do you give a sh- shit about this? No, it's not funny. It's not good. Yeah. Well, they didn't cut down the tree. Tree. I was about to explain what Ed said, and then you can say the response to him. That would be... I mean, would you like me to just leave for a little while? I'm just too tired to be playing by the rules and paying attention to what you're doing, Lord Jerry. Totally but yes, you tell me what Ed I said, totally and then... Ed is saying yeah. it's, oh, it's, it's human arrogance, an example of human arrogance to think we're entitled to cut down thousand-year-old trees. Um, and uh, earlier than that, I think it was... Uh, who said that, uh, Dana said that bristlecone pines proved there was no great flood, so they debunked the Bible. But mm. um, the Bible does say that we are allowed to cut down whatever we want because the earth is ours. 
Well, the guy, I mean, I, the guy from UCLA lev never lived it down. It was the end of his career because, I mean, the, you know, the disgrace that he brought on, you know, the university and himself. Well, I happen to also read a little account of that in the story about the longest-lived organisms today. Mm. And while, yes, it was tragic that that had happened, what they were trying to did you say what they were trying to do? So he was trying to take the core... And what happened was the the tool that takes the cores of the trees out to be able to tell how old they are, mm. that tool got stuck in there. And evidently those tools are quite expensive. So then they cut the tree to get the tool out. And then that's what ended up killing the tree. Um, oh, God. I Oh, yeah. I didn't even realize they cut the... God, that's ridiculous. You just leave the tool in there with a 5,000. That's an affront mm. to Mother Nature. Yeah, wow. well, Ed's, thank you. <laughs> Ed's really on it. He's got the uh, world's largest organism, the pando forest. Mm. Oh, look uh -huh. at that. Wow. Okay. Oh, deer, deer are, mule deer are eating the pando. Oh, that's sad. Mm. But, you know, deer will be deer. That's why we've got to hunt them. That's why we've got to hunt the deer. Delicious venison keeps them from eating the pando. Well, deer, yes. I mean, when they Unless didn't have the like wolves to... in Yellowstone. When you wolves, like... The wolves brought the fish back. Yes, because the deer stopped eating the little sapling trees mm. and then there was shade on the water so then the little um, fishies could survive once they'd been spawned and come out of their little, yes, eggies. It's like so it was too hot without them. It is, it is like the lady who swallowed the fly. You, you've got to be super careful. <laughs> wow, you read, you read my mind. <laughs> yeah, well, luckily that's the only thing I'm reading. Yeah, well, good mm -hmm. news, Jer. Look at the fun meter. It's at maximum. Oh, okay. We're in right. the red zone. We're right, in the I better take zone. it up a bit. We're in the fun zone. Are you ready for a question? Okay. Are you ready for a question? Yeah, tell them I'm not, Mr. Predicto. I... The answer is unclear. Yeah. Try it is, again. It is unclear because I'm unclear. not sure if I can give a, a how a... Uh, um, well, I'll I was going to say a question. I'll ask how... you a question and you can then, yeah. you can then um, steal or divert. You can divert to me. Yes, okay, great. In what era would you like to have grown up? No, well, I've asked this one before, and I said that they'll well, I don't know if someone's been in here shuffling um, these around because I usually try and put them in the back. Could we've been? We can't have been through this whole box. Maybe if I was born, I don't know. Well, earlier than now. Well, I was I thinking think about this. Be born earlier than now. I was. I was. I was not thinking about this exact question, but I was thinking um, the other day about. As a man of a certain age, you know the the, uh, the men landed on the moon in 1969, and that would my grandfather would have been about uh, 70 years old at that time, and he lived through you know he saw the one and two electric power, both world wars, telephones. Mm -hmm. um, he didn't see the household computer or cell phones, but he saw people land on the moon. So from horses, from riding around on horses when he gets somewhere two guys went to the moon mm. and what we have seen in our lifetime has also been spectacular you don't you don't really think about it all the time but uh, but that, that we all have a computer that little tiny computer that we walk around mm -hmm. with in our pockets we're talking to each other on our you can talk to another person like dick tracy on your watch not a that doesn't have a camera on it but that's about next mm -hmm. and uh, what am i going to see you know when i'm 70 that's 10 years from now what the hell is there going to be 
happening when I'm 70 that's going to blow our minds. Well, remember that article that we read about, you know, the fact that, you know, technology, you know, the, it's just exponential now because we're already at such a high level and we have so much, you know, expertise and know-how that, you know, that the growth in it, that it took so long in the beginning, you know, that if you'd taken someone from, you know, caveman age, say, to the Georgian age and they'd seen a carriage, mm. they would, they, that would have blown their minds. But, you know, you really had to, you know, go way beyond you know, that time span for it to get really incredible, you know, because it was happening, you know, obviously in the 19th century when everything yeah. was going really, you know, bonkers. All the 20th is when uh, transport really went nuts. Clint, Clinton is saying he would have loved to have seen Sam Cooke perform. Man, I would have loved to have seen that. But I have seen John Boutet perform. Who, t- who, who He sang the uh, Sam Cooke song, um, Change is Gonna Come, that we played at our wedding. And I've seen him perform a number of times, and he's not as famous as Sam Cooke or iconic, but I've just had, I've passed some pretty fun evenings seeing some uh, iconic New Orleans performers perform, which reminds me, it is Jazz Fest this weekend on WWOZ. Drink up, Jen. And, uh, and so, uh, so yeah, I would have liked, there's things like that that I would like to have seen. Keys would like to see a guy ride a horse to the moon, and I don't, yeah. I, I would like to see that too. But I think we're a ways. We're a, I think we're a long ways away from a horse in space. I don't. I think that's low on our priorities. Um, oh, it is saying that dominion in Hebrew means to take care of, rather than to exploit. Well, the problem is that there are a lot of people who've only ever read it in English, and they think that having dominion over it means that they can do whatever they want with it. A little. I wonder what it means in Greek, because it was originally written in Greek, right? The First Testament. Well, did they found it in a. Mm, was it? Yeah, yeah I, King I, I, James I, is the one who, who translated it into English, and he's the one who gave you know God complete and you know absolute power because that's what he wanted to have as a monarch. And King James was an absolute nutter. So King James is Mary Queen of Scots' son, and he had a thing where he didn't like to wash his hands. He had a, a real aversion to washing his hands, and they said it was like touching sort of black slimy velvet because when you went to sort of touch if you got to touch his hand you know if you got to kiss it or whatever you sort of slipped oh, off like don't a, you know, touch king james hand because it was so yeah and then when, when, they, they when they invent a time machine and you're able to go back to king james times oh i would i'd like to go back and see king james don't touch his hand yeah don't touch his hand the other thing he liked to do and you'll appreciate this being a hunter ramon and i'm sorry that you've only gotten to kill one deer but um he liked to dip his body the lower part of his body he would lower into the sort of they'd, they'd um, cut open the belly of the, the big animal that they'd killed and he would lower his body into the entrails of the while oh. it was still warm and oh, slimy. Oh, the old gut can bath. You, can Who you, doesn't <laughs> enjoy a nice gut can you bath imagine? on a Saturday he night? He must have been a stinky guy. And it, he was apparently quite brilliant, but just absolutely, obviously mad as a hatter. Yeah. I you mean, want to catch him on and, opera night, not uh, gut bath night. <laughs> yeah, but I don't... I mean, if his hands were, you know, sort of black... Uh, with the dirt that you know, the sort of the build-up of dirt on them, and sort of you know, we've got, Jake got me this great book once. He was in England, and it's called Kings, Queens, um, Kings, Queens, Bastards, and something. What is it? Bones and Bastards. Kings, Queens, Bones, bones and, and Bastards. bastards. Yeah, and it's true. if you're if you like uh, the British. <laughs> 
if you're interested in sort of the lineage of the, you know, the kings and queens and knowing who they all are, this book is really great because it just has a couple of pages on each one, and that's where I get all my stuff about, uh, you know, King James. Well, we James might have to bring that in for a little bit of that. Could be a seg a thing on the show, a little. Oh, loyalty, yeah, yeah. Segment. You could ask me about this a king a, or a queen. This is a scalp massager. People are asking what the hell that oh, is on your head. Oh, yeah. It's just so, so it feels so good, and then it even sort of massages when it's staying still. But when you do this. It's quite lovely. It's got little beady bits on it. Okay, now shut up so, now. I can yeah. tell you. He's well, giving me the shut up juice signal. Well, because a bit of that, you know... It goes a long that, way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bit, just a little explanation. <laughs> I mean, I don't think people oh, have... What, you, what, 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 what would you say? Is that two kinds of metal? And what, what are these little plastic nibs on the I tip? I didn't go that you know? boring. Yeah. <laughs> you did. Oh, my so God. So Bob, Bob is um, saying... Um, Bob is saying, have you read about the fear that scientists have that artificial intelligence might wipe out humankind? Yes, I have read about that. Yeah. And in fact, that's the thing that Elon Musk, if you believe in that... That's why he's going job, to Mars, because he's things scared. He's worried no, he's worried, he's worried that it's a real danger, that the AI... It's going to be so s much smarter than us. Like, you know, as smart as much smarter than us as we are than ants. Mm. So the our concerns are going to seem ridiculous to the AI. Mm. Um, anyway, no need. No need. Okay, you're going to ask me another question? Is science or art more essential to humanity? Oh, Eva, I, I think I've had that one before I, as well. Well, could I be. feel like both of them are super important. I feel like we need, you know, art as a way of making sense of our feelings of, about science and the world and how it, you know, comes at us. And it's a different way of interpreting it. But I think, I think science is super, super super important and it's quite weird to live in a country where there are people who don't believe in evolution and don't believe in climate change and really refute science and I think I, guess I told you guys when I told my father that there was a creationist museums here his head, you know, I could hear it over the phone exploding, he just couldn't believe it <sighs> uh, Ed uh, says the head thing is, seems to be improving the reception of the show um, mm. I think um, I think that uh, science and art are kind of related a bit in a in a chicken and egg way. At least they, you Creative. know, as science advances uh, and creates, you know, now we have digital artworks and we have recorded music which we didn't have before, and so science develops technology which then creates new kinds of opportunities for artists, um, and also in the other way, the other way around, a lot of a lot of science is influenced by art. Certainly a lot of ideas that were originally expressed in science fiction then inspired young people when they grew up and got degrees in science to create things. I mean, a lot of the reasons that spaceships you. are the way they are and that uh, iPhones are the way they are uh, is influenced by right, what science sure fiction it, yeah. and things that people read about predictions of the future in, in, from bar artists. Mm. <laughs> oh, well, Laura's got an interesting idea. It'd be interesting to ask some questions again from the beginning of the pandemic to see if lockdown has affected your philosophies. And Laura, you raise an, a very interesting uh, uh, concept because I have been thinking I need to go back and watch some of those earlier videos and uh, see what we were talking about. Also, maybe edit down some highlight reels for other people who don't have a half hour every day to waste while we discuss uh, scalp massages and whatnot. <laughs> but, uh, but who has the time for that? Although, uh, that reminds me of a joke I was telling someone the other day. The, the farmer, the city, city guy is walking down, uh, down a, a 
a rural lane and there's a farmer holding his pig up and the pig is eating apples off a tree and uh, the city city guy asked the farmer well why what are you doing uh, why are you do- what are you doing that and the farmer says well he likes the apples better o- off the tree than off the ground so I, I hold them up so he can eat the apples off the tree he likes it better and the city guy goes well isn't that a waste of time and the farmer says well what's time to a pig <laughs> Uh, Sweet. Yeah, penguins paint their feet. I don't know what that means, but... Paint with their feet. Yeah. Ed likes it when you get serious. He lives for that part. You know, when you put it in parentheses like that, Ed, (laughs) it makes me think that you're not being... You're being a little disingenuous, but I don't care. That's one of the things that you have to... uh, You have to transform yourself through that wall, as I see that you've done. Once, Once you've been doing a daily Facebook show at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. You really stop caring. What, do, what, do I, what am I not caring about? Well, you're not caring about the opinions of people who are watching you. You've been sitting with that thing on your... You've done a whole show wearing a tutu on, on your head more than once. In fact, I demand to see that again next week. <laughs> I just was looking at that, actually, and I had to turn the tutu part around, because otherwise I keep on seeing it, you know, and going, oh, there's a t-shirt I haven't put away, and then I'm like, no, that's our daughter's tutu from when she was two. There's, uh, there's, I'm not fitting into that thing, but I can get it on my head uh, for special occasions. Um, I'm starting to believe that some of these questions are in here more than once. Oh, well, they could be. They definitely could be. Yep, yeah. I'd say so. Um, well, I hope you guys have got nice things planned for the weekend, and I really hope that California and Washington and Oregon's, you know, that the fires get under, con- you know, control so that we have better air to breathe and that people aren't having to evacuate and lose their... Um, Homes. So, um, Ed thought the punchline of the pig story was going to be don't pick the apples, but uh, no. Uh, so, I've got a bit of from the Triviata book. I've gone through the Triviata book and I've hi- I'm going through it and hi- I'm reading them all and then highlighting the ones that I think would be good for the show, which I either, I may not have should have told you because now if you don't like this one, I don't really have any excuse because uh, I thought it was interesting. The, world, the word Y-E, ye, as in the old as in the expression ye old shop mm-hmm. uh, ye old English shop yeah is pronounced like the word the the letter y in Anglo-Saxon indicated indicated the same th sound apparent in the current spelling so ye old shop is, is the really, old shop is really pronounced the old <laughs> shop so uh that's oh great! Is that a, that's the that's book of new, trivia? This is a book of trivia, and that this and it was published in 1970. So some of the things in here are, are really ridiculous, but that but that I thought was interesting. It still holds up, still holds up, and we still haven't kind of sorted out in our minds like ye old curiosity shop is really the old curiosity shop. That's what it is. That's how you pronounce Jake it. Jake is being. really bursting a bubble for anyone who's running around doing what's it called? LARPing, yapping when you do that role playing and you pretend you're, well, you're back in. And you know what's what LARPing called? is because we've been watching what we do in do the, the shadows. And that's where they find the virgins. <laughs> They're the live action role playing. Live action role playing, that's what it's called, yes. And it is good. And mm. I had been resisting watching it for the longest time. And I loved the movie and I love Taika and I love Jermaine. And then, of course, you know, the show is, the TV show is really good. So now we're going to see. Oh, well, thank you. Yes, it does. For bingo purposes, this absolutely can be a hat. Yeah. Um, the head massager. It's, yeah. It feels quite nice. 
Uh, I have to say, but I know that I've said that before. So in, you know, at, at the risk of repeating myself, <laughs> they're saying being, for bingo purposes that that yeah, does hat. count as a silly hat. Yeah, right? totally it counts as a silly hat. Well, so yeah. um, okay. we're heading into the weekend. What yeah. is a what is a weekend? Yeah, well, don't the yeah, Dame Lord Lady Grant them it on oh, us. Oh, Lady Jerry. Well, um, we've got some friends but coming the thing over. Is, it's redundant now. A weekend. I mean, it's redundant because the days of the week. I mean, for us, it's redundant. Well, not well, for us. We do we do pack a lot into a week. We've got a couple days off from the show now. And that's a relief. You can imagine the preparation that went into to today's show. Um, we've I got found some, this on the floor right we've there. We've got some friends coming over for a glass of pool boy on the deck. Yeah, yeah, they have a coming up for a glass of Jerry and All Mrs. Right. Falwell. So today, the downfall, well, pool of the pool boy. I've got some good news for everyone. Rachel has sent along with my lovely yeah, get your um, hat back on. Brazilian jiu-jitsu hat. Um, she's sent along this... Uh, Seize the day three, which we won't be needing yet, Rachel, but uh, now we've got it when we're ready. Yeah. We still have some left in seize the day two or seize but the day. I love dose, that she preemptively, you know, got us a next seize the day so that we weren't, you know, well, we've got the, fresh ones. Yeah, there's a quite a I've nice uh, inscription in the front. Well, this is who would have imagined when I sent you the first one of these that you'd be needing a number three. She wanted to make sure we had it in case we run out of number two. Um, hopefully there's no duplicates in here and thank you for continuing to do the show so sweet Rachel Yeah. and uh, I have to say whatever benefits you guys are getting out of it and I assume it's something <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's equaled by the benefit that we're getting out of it as well um, so Douglas uh, Pagels Pagels? Pagels? it's Page with an LS after it so I think it's I, Douglas Pagels I do Pagels. Pagel, Pagels like Pagels. Bagels yeah Pagels like Bagels each new day is a blank page in the diary of your life. The secret of success is turning that diary into the best story you possibly can. And uh, no pressure. That reminds me of uh, of one of the things from my motivational notebook about uh, what if you met the the author of your story, your book, your your life was a book, and that book was being written by you. And uh, that really is kind of the truth. We are writing our own lives. There's certainly things happen to you that are out of your control. But you have control with how you respond to those things. And so... I have control with how I respond to you. <laughs> well, most of the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes you just do something that's so out of left field. I yeah. I react, you know, before I realize I it would be really good if I hadn't reacted, but I just can't help it. I just want to point out, oh, so the people are now recommending some shows. Shout out the series they're currently watching. Jen's watching Ozark. We love that. Yeah, first Laura's watching great. Lovecraft Country, which is what oh, I wanted to do. And how is it, it Laura? Um, it looks very sci-fi to me. We we went from Manhunt, which is an English show, because I needed some drama. I needed some real people. Oh, and drama. it's also the English shows are great because the star of this show is the star of Doc, Doc Martin. Martin. And I didn't realize he was already the star of another show. But when you see him, you wonder like, how did this guy get to be the star of anything? He, he's got these big fishy kind of lips, and he, he just looks, looks a bit like my thoughtful he snapper. Like he looks like my thoughtful snapper. He does, doesn't he? But you know, but it's so nice to watch a TV show. Where you know people don't look like TV stars. I mean that thing. Lovecraft Company. Okay, is all right. Okay, Bosch. Yeah. I was. He was my boyfriend once. Titus Welliver when I was in um, Murder One, the th second season of Murder One. That guy was my boyfriend. Bosch. Yeah, the guy who plays Bosch. Who Titus Welliver. Bosch? Oh, oh. It's, it's right there. All right. It's in the comments. A weekend I'm is the two days of <laughs> dread of <laughs> anticipating Monday is what Weezy just said. Yeah. Uh, let's try it. Let, we can do better than that. We can do better than that. Ed said Sinner. He's watching Sinner. 
Well, we'll have to. We've got a couple seasons of Lucifer to get through, and then we can proceed. And they're all sooner. ridiculously good looking. And I know they have explained at the. But it is kind of funny. We are sort of enjoying yeah, it. That's, it, is, it. So is. we're going back and forth between Lucifer. We're on the third season of Dark, and we're watching um, Manhunt. Manhunt and what we do in the shadows. Left. What we do in the shadows. And we're also Rick and Morty. And we're also watching Atlanta. Yeah, we've got quite yeah. a lot of stuff going on. And then how I'm do we reading, keep it straight? And I am reading a book right now, which is about all the Roman emperors, and we're at Claudius right now. It's a love story between a woman who was a slave, who then became a freed woman, who worked for Antonia. You know, who she's the one who's the. Um, she's Mark Anthony's daughter and she's the mother of Claudius and Claudius was completely embarrassing to her I mean I just remember Claudius as being the lovely who was the act Derek Jacobi who played him on the TV show yes well I didn't yeah. see I didn't watch High Claudius well, Thoughtful a, Snapper is that the euphemism for something <laughs> oh tonight oh, I thought Bob tonight, you haven't seen my Thoughtful Snapper tonight I thought you. we'd try the Thoughtful Snapper in the bedroom <laughs> um, no it's from, it's a reference you. to the beginning of the show yeah, so we're going to take one more, one more look at the Thoughtful, the thoughtful Snapper, snapper <laughs> such a beautiful Beauty, I think the thoughtful snapper. Mm. Don't you think? It's the lips and the eyes, and the and the photographer got up super close, and then got yeah. this sort of really metallic sheen because the well, snapper he might have had a long like lens that. on his camera. So yeah. um, Jen says we're going to be murders after all those shows, but uh, well, we're, we're be kill- murderers. We're killing this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Oh, um, Caligula, that guy. Well, luckily we didn't have to go into all the nastiness of Caligula. There's all the you know how much he liked to sleep with his sisters, but we didn't have to go into all the. But Tiberius, who came before Caligula, he was disgusting and debauched and you know I mean he wouldn't even go to Rome he was so busy living in exile and doing ghastly things to everybody and so, everything and I'm, I finished I'm going to say goodbye but Sisters reminded me of another John Boutte song so John Boutte has a great song uh, called Sisters about his sisters and it's not dirty it's very sweet it's about how much he loves them and what they're like uh, they all have L names, Lorna, Lena, Loretta, <laughs> something like that. Anyway, um, Bob, I'm glad I could put your mind at rest by yeah. showing you the thoughtful snapper, because yes, obviously your imagination was running wild. And back to you, back to you. <laughs> oh my God, you are, you know, am I just really a, just well, a, no. such a nuisance today? No, I you're sort of feel like I'm quite, I feel like I've been quite well behaved. Oh, and then doing so. I look over this could and be our gonna, longest show ever. And then, no, it's, oh, it's three, four, oh my God, yeah, I've got to go and lie down. minutes, so... Okay. Um, let's let's try and have a good, thoughtful snapper weekend and take care of each other. Don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. It's September 11th. Now I'm massaging myself right between the eyes. Look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to massage you right between the eyes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's a little funny. All right. It feel, it's, I don't think I'm I should do be there. Jerry Jitsu on you. Oh, don't do Please, no no non consensual Jerry Jitsu. I, I, I don't want to have to cry. Did I say that don't give up? I will, I will cry. Don't give I up. I will cry. If he does any non consensual Jerry Jitsu, <laughs> don't he's, give just, up. he's come over here to try and shut me up. Don't yeah. give up. Don't give up, lovely people. There'll be plenty just of time don't. to give up later. Yeah, it's just nonsense giving All up. Right, just see keep you Monday. on. Keep on keeping on. See you Monday. That's keep what, on. That's keep what Great British Paint does. It keeps on keeping right. on. Right. Keep on. Keep on trucking, Jerry. Keep on trucking. They don't say trucking. No, I said that. That was me just now. <laughs> right. Fanula does a really good British accent. How to piss a Jerry off. Ding dong. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, <clears throat> my God. Yeah, it was hard to get out of that one. I hope you guys are having a great weekend. And uh, we will see you all next week. Uh, try the thoughtful snapper in the bedroom. And uh, take care of each other. Don't give up. Don't give up. There'll be 
There'll be plenty of time to do that later. Things flowed right from one thing into the next thing. 